Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. Now, normally we put these shortened versions of our Invitation to Meet podcast out on this channel on a Sunday. But today is International Women's Day and we really wanted you to hear this fascinating interview with the serial entrepreneur Debbie Wasco. She's the one who sold her love home swap business for £40 million and co-founded the Albright Community for Female Entrepreneurs. We're going to be talking about the challenges and opportunities for women in business and some of the stats she's going to give are frankly frankly shocking. This is a shortened version of the latest episode of Invitation to Meet. To hear the whole thing, and it's really good. Search for Invitation to Meet in your podcast provider. Is it still harder for women to succeed in business than men? Here are some stats. Pre-pandemic in the UK, a heady 2.17% of capital went to back a female entrepreneur post-pandemic. We're down to a percent. And on the other side of the table, 2% of investors at partner level are women. It's the last bastion of extreme lack of diversity. And if those stats are bad for women, for black women, they're just non-existent, right? This is an invitation to meet Debbie Wasco, a serial entrepreneur and investor who sold a love home swap startup for £40 million and co-founded the Albright Community, which wants to drive change for women in business. I think that there's now a wave of interest. There's a wave of attempting to find solutions. And this message around backing women is a great untapped asset class, I think is really strong. So this is a story about female entrepreneurship, busting barriers, erasing prejudice, supporting others and leaving your mark. Without sounding like an idiot and sort of talking about things like legacy, which I think sounds terribly grand, but I think I do want to be remembered for doing some stuff that mattered. I'm David Marsden from The Evening Standard. Debbie is going to be appearing at our SME Expo in May with a talk titled Graft, Grace and Grit. It's a personal motto that's got her through more than 20 years of startups. So when we meet at her home, I want to know how that works. So, Debbie, tell me about graft, grace, and grit. It's just three words. What do they mean to you? So, for me, I'm quite simple, and I like things in threes, graft, grace, and grit. And they're my ways of keeping in sight what matters most. So, the first year is graft. I'm, I'm a northerner, although you probably wouldn't guess it from the accent anymore. And what graft means is simply hard work. I think that nothing worthwhile 
comes with that hard work. And I think as as a business owner, it's really important to realise that it's going to be a lot of work. It's going to be the first thing you think about in the morning and the last thing you think about at night. Recognising that and having that as a value and embracing it, I think, makes that easier. And the second G is grace. I think that's a very underused word. It's also the name of my middle child. I really try to focus on grace under pressure. Sometimes it's the hardest of the Gs. And then the the final G, the last not least G is grit. We talk about it all the time. We talk about it all the time at Albright. Um, I'm not generally a great reader of of business books because I'm much more of a fiction fan. But the best business book that I've ever read is Grit by Angela Duckworth. And that's because grit trumps genius every day of the week. And it's something that I talk about a lot to my children. And why does grit matter? Because it's something that every woman needs in order to thrive in her career. It's the thing that separates the successes from the rest. I want to pick up on some of the figures that you've been given because some of them sound like they're from the 19th century. Capital investment has gone down since the pandemic. How? I think women's careers have been harder hit by the pandemic than men's. If you look at all of the stats around the mental load borne by women, um, not in every household, but it is in mine, um, with three children, that, that tends to sit more with us. I think that there are green shoots. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we're naturally optimistic. You know, what are reasons to be cheerful? When we talk to our Albright community, we've got about half a million women now on our digital platform globally. And two thirds of them said that they were looking to start their own business as a result of the pandemic. Could this be a really good time for female entrepreneurs to start up then? I think so. I mean, I've always thought so, but I've lived a slightly mad life. But The reason I think it could be is that this conversation, the stats that I've just rolled off, they've been our stats since we launched in 2018 and nobody was talking about this. And I think there's a recognition that this is a moment in history where people are open to change. And I think that, you know, I'm always trying to mobilise an army that's sort of in my DNA So because I'll have a campaign and something to get stuck into. But... I feel like sometimes um, my old chairman always used to say to me that being early was the same as being wrong. (laughs) I think there's a truth in that. Like like sometimes the the people just, you're not pushing on an open door, but I feel like now you are. And the message to female founders out there is that there's more support than ever. There's a greater recognition that it's harder to raise capital. And I think you've also at the other end, women need to see it to be it often. I think when I look back on, my career and wonder why I've done it in this strange way. The women in my family were entrepreneurs. They wouldn't, that's a fancy word, so they would never have called themselves that. But my mother ran her own business and my grandmother, who was a really important role model for me, died at 97, took over her husband's chain of sweet shops and off licenses um, in the north of England when he died. So I was very used to seeing that, was used to driving with my grandma in her armoured van that she never learned how to reverse it's one thing we have in common, both being terrible drivers, um, to the bank to drop the money off. And right. So then I'd, I'm, I'm one of five kids. So I never had this kind of, well, that's not what women do. Or is that really possible? Because I just had seen it. And I only now realise what a privilege that was actually in its own sort of crazy way. So I think that we also need to showcase amazing female successes. Now, during the pandemic, there have been some incredible exits, which 
let's be clear, that's why people invest, right? You know, you might be supported, but you want to make money. And you've had people like the two female co-founders of Cult Beauty selling to the Hut Group. They delivered something insane, like 157 times return for their investors. But there are some great and increasing role models out there. And I think that all of those things combine to make it a great time for a woman to run a business. I was looking at your LinkedIn recently, and one thing that piqued my interest was that you said you keep a notebook in order to keep yourself accountable. And I just wondered if you go back to your first notebook, and I don't know when you started that, but if you compare that one to where you are now, have you kept yourself accountable? Uh, Yes. I mean, yes and no, but mostly yes. I'm very, very, very target driven. And this isn't to everybody's taste. I don't want to sound like a psychopath, but I, I do on New Year's Day every year, and I've done it since I was 21, write down what I want to do during the course of the year. And I look, and I don't look at it, and I look at it in the mid six months in, and I look at it again. It's the same book, almost finished now. Um, you know, look, I mean, shit happens, right? Um, you know, in the sense, and personal life happens, you know, I ended up being a single mum. I have a much improved um, second husband nowadays. But back in the day, you know, I was on my own with a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Like, in no sense was that written down in the book as part of the plan. But I think there are some core values that hold good, which is standing for something, being accountable to myself and others, progress. You know, I, I really need that in my DNA. I'm not, I'm very extremely impatient, which can sometimes be a failing. I don't like to feel that things have stayed the same, but I really feel that the power of putting pen to paper, I said to my kids, is massively underestimated. Everybody has goals. I think you're more likely to abandon goals unless you write them down somewhere. And half of the challenge is always mental, you know, it's not really about will I succeed or will I fail or what happens if I fail because I've failed at things and nobody in no part of my plan you know I look with sort of amusement at the January the 1st 2020 entries for what was going to happen in 2020 which of course n- none of that happened at all and lots of different things did but setting the foundations for your goals by writing them down I think makes them more digestible less overwhelming and therefore subsequently more achievable. Go to albrightcollective.com to learn more about Albright. And for the absolute best business coverage, news, interviews and features, make standard.co.uk forward slash business your go-to destination. You'll find this podcast in there too. This has been an invitation to meet. We're back every Monday morning with big names from all kinds of sectors. So let's do it again. It's been a pleasure to meet you. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.